Merci. Shall we have a word of prayer? Our Father and our God, what a joy. If one sinner in repentance brings heaven joy, what about one worker ordained? We thank you. Lord, we bring our hearts before you and our prayer is that you will speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So congratulations, Reverend Ameyao. And uh, thank you, all my big uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, Reverend Kofi Owusu was our GAFIS traveling secretary. And Reverend Religia also. So behind me, are very powerful people. <laughs> oh, as for y'all. <laughs> Amen. So, my title is Every Christian must be a Christ-like disciple maker full-time. Every Christian must be a full-time Christ-like disciple maker. Whenever you come to an ordination like today, some people say, another pastor, these pastors, some people have even been bold to say the more churches multiply in Ghana, the more the corruption. And my mother, <laughs> she met me on the street after I, was, I became a pastor. And she was with my auntie. So my auntie said, hey, you are blessed though. Your daughter is a Catholic nun. Your son is a pastor. She, she started weeping. She said, get away from me. Is it not a calamity? My children, they have gone into ministry to work for God. Today, I want to convince you that no believer was bought with the blood of Jesus to sit in church. And that the day Jesus saved you, he saved you because he wants you to be a full-time worker for him. Now let's prove it. Number one, God created you. In Genesis 1, 26, 27, it's God who said, let us make man after our own image and likeness. In Psalm 24, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All the human beings belong to him. Job chapter 12, verse 10, he says, in God's hands are your breath, the breath in your nostrils. 
He could have created you a goat. He could have made you a cow. He could have made you a mosquito. You would have nothing to say. This is the reason why women are women, men are men. He created you. And therefore, by creation, you belong to him. You should live and serve him because he created you. Even if he didn't do anything else, the carpenter gives us the chair and he stays a chair and we sit on it all our life. The chair doesn't complain. Number two, he bought you with the blood of Jesus. He bought you with the blood of Jesus. Acts 20, 28. He says, we should take heed of the flock of God, which God purchased with his own blood. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. He says, your, what? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and that you are not your own? You were bought with a price. 1 Corinthians 7, 23. He says, you were bought with a price. You should not be anybody's servant. You were bought. You were bought. You were not bought with silver and gold. That's what 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says. You were not bought with silver and gold, but with the precious blood the unblemished, sinless blood of the Son of God. So, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable worship. Don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. A lot of church members come to church and they sit. They feel that they are... Uh, God owes them. In fact, many doctors, lawyers, architects, engineers, professors, when they come to church on Sunday, they feel God should thank him, them. They feel that, ah, you are lucky crowd that I came to church because I, I'm busy. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Unfortunately for us, when they die, they expect a pastor to come and bury them, honor them. In your lifetime, you were more interested in golf and Manchester United than church. When you die, let Manchester United bury you. Let golf bury you. Don't tell any pastor to come and honor you. Shame. Anyway, the third reason why you need to be an active worker for God is simply because God's Holy Spirit 
lives in you. Your body is his temple. And he gives you gifts and calling because he has come to use your life. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, that brings me to my fourth reason. In John 15, 16, Jesus tells us a secret. He says, you did not choose me. I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. You did not choose Jesus. He chose you. He chose you. And because he chose you, he stated that the reason he chose you is because he wants fruit from your life. Now, for many of us, when we come to church, we feel that our commitment is, well, pray for the pastor, give a good offering, enjoy the music, and if anything, be prayed for, and then you can go quietly home. Today, I want to destroy that. Let's read Matthew chapter 9, verse. We are reading all the way from verse 35 to 39. Matthew, we are reading chapter 9, verse 35 to 39. Matthew chapter 9, from verse 35. Jesus went through all the cities and villages in Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus himself went throughout every city, city to city, and every town and village in all Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. And healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Teaching in their synagogues, healing every manner of sickness and disease among them. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for them. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for the crowds. Because they were dispirited and distressed like sheep without a shepherd. Because they were dispirited. They were distressed. They were troubled. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he, then he said to his disciples. Please, when, when you see crowds at Makola, when you go to Legon on the day they are vacating, when, when you, you go to Medina Market, 
and see the crowds, people walking. And when you see the crowds, what do you feel? Today's Christian has lost Jesus Christ. We feel nothing except what you want to buy and go back home. Except what you want to achieve and go back. You have lost Jesus. Because when Jesus saw the crowds, he was moved. He was moved. It's a Greek word. It means that he was moved to his bowels, his, his liver, his spleen, his, his kidney, his stomach was churning. You say that's the only place. Matthew 14, 14 said it. He said when, when Jesus saw the crowds, he, he was moved with compassion. Please, if you put your finger there, you haven't finished, and read the Matthew 14, 14. Matthew 14, 14, when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt profound compassion for them and healed their sick. Jesus feels compassion for human beings who are lost. You don't feel anything when you see the lost. You have witchcraft. These are very sober issues because even the rich man of Lazarus in Luke 16, we are not reading that one. When he was in the fire, he was begging Father Abraham that I have five brothers go to my father's house and, and talk to them, give them the gospel so that they don't come here. Even wicked lost people feel for the lost. You are a believer. You sit in church. You don't feel anything that people are lost. You have a problem. You have a problem. I am saying it. If you think it's not true, go and fast one week about it and see what God will say about it. You can't just come to church and sit, get up and go away. You see people lost, you don't feel anything. You don't feel anything. Your uncle is going, he's a drunkard. Your son is using his school fees at KNUST to, 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 to gamble and, and bet, uh, soccer bet. You don't feel anything. You have a problem. You have a problem. Jesus said in Luke 19.10, the son of man is come to seek and save the lost. He said, which of you, having a hundred sheep, one is lost, you won't leave the 99 and go after the one lost till you find it. And when you find it, you throw a party. If you are in church, you don't feel anything for lost people. You have a problem. This is one of the reasons why we shall always need workers for God until the world ends. But that's not all. Listen to the rest of the passage. 
Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Jesus said, The harvest is plentiful. It's the laborers who have the problem. It is not the harvest. The fact that there are people are not born again, souls are not being saved, is not the problem for God. God's problem is with the church. He says the laborers are few. And we should pray the Lord of the harvest. What should he do? What should the Lord of the harvest do? To send out workers into yes. his harvest. He uses a Greek word there, ek balo. Ek means out. Forcibly out. Balo is where we get ball from. It's the, the, Jesus is saying that we should pray the Lord of the harvest to forcibly eject workers. And I always smile when I get there. Because I remember when I was in the university, I never thought of becoming a pastor. Then I failed my exams. And I failed well. You know, I failed successfully. Four papers. And my time, they display on the notice board the names of those who failed. Well, because of the grace of God, I had never failed a major exam in life. So when I failed, some girls from the University Christian Fellowship came to my room to weep. Because I was all over the campus. I was a well-known Christian on the university campus. So my failure was well-known. <laughs> but that was the first day it even entered my mind that God could be calling me to ministry. You know why? Because I hit a wall. Many of us are like that. You want to be a doctor. You want to be a lawyer. You want to be an architect. You want to be a professor. As long as everything is going on well, then you don't even think that God will need your services. You don't think about it. And this is why they bluff. Because the grace to pass and be promoted and become a bank manager means you don't need God and God doesn't need your services. And when you come to church, you come to adorn the church. Say, bank manager too is in church. You see? So the, the Bible is saying, pray to the Lord of the harvest to forcibly push out workers just as you cast out evil spirits. That's the word used of casting out demons in the Bible. Cast workers out like a demon before they will go out and work for God. So I was excited. When I saw your I am a missionary t-shirt, I said, that's it. Every family needs to donate one of your children to Jesus as a full-time worker. You see, you are proud that you have a doctor. 
You are proud that you have a lawyer in the family. You need a man of God, a woman of God in your family. This is why in the Old Testament, God said, every firstborn, bring the person to me. Dedicate your male firstborn to me. They are mine. But that's, so, Sister Mary, thank you for donating your son. But that's not all. Notice that God does not want anyone to be lost. That's 2 Peter 3, 9. He says, God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Only three out of 100 Christians ever become pastors. 97 out of 100 Christians are bought by the same blood of Jesus. They are filled with the same Holy Spirit. They are going to the same heaven as us, but they don't think it is their duty to work for the kingdom which you are going to inherit. Who should labor about that kingdom for you to come and enjoy? Not only that, the issue of truth, Bible truth. If Jesus were not the only way, let's close church and go home. If the Bible is not the only word of God, let's burn our Bibles and stop church. These things, you need to vigorously debate them. If Jesus' truth, Bible truth, gospel truth is the truth, then anyone who does not have the gospel is forever lost. It's not sentimental. We are not just using feeling. But that's the truth. Therefore, we need Bible teachers. We need people who vigorously open the Bible and open truth to us. The Bible says, Isaiah 40 verse 8, it says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Jesus said, make them holy in your truth. Your word is truth. John 17, 17. There must be a teaching priest in every generation. And this is why we will continue ordaining ministers until Jesus comes the second time. Then, the shepherds. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Church will stand until the end of the world. The church of Jesus Christ will continue and stand until the end of the world. And if church, local churches will be planted, we need shepherds of the local churches. We will need shepherds. 
In fact, the way Accra is growing, we need at least to plant 10 times more churches to take care of people who are coming into Accra. Some of them have moved from the hinterland, the rural areas. They have come. They need church. Some even were worshipping in some church at the other side. But now they've built at Ashiye or Amrahia. Therefore, they have to take four trotters to get to church. And therefore, because of COVID and price of fuel, these days they don't even go anywhere. They sit in the house. They need a church. And what about the new people? 38,000 Africans are receiving Jesus and joining the church every day. And it has been happening for 20 years now. They need a church. And of all the pastors at post now, all over the world, only five have gone to any kind of Bible school and been trained theologically. Only five out of 100. 95 out of 100 pastors have not gone to any Bible school, but they are forced to pastor churches. We need you. We need you desperately to be a worker for Jesus. Then the prophetic ministry. Because there are bad prophets, there must be good prophets. Yes. Ephesians 4, 11 says, when Jesus rose from the dead, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. So the prophetic ministry is part of what Jesus himself gave to the church. And their work is to equip the saints so that we be no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But grow into maturity in Christ. We will need pastors. We need more of them. But you ask me, what if I don't feel called to be a pastor? That's exactly what I've been preaching. Then get out of the blood of Jesus. Yes, he bought you to use you. This mobile phone, when you bought your mobile phone, why, if the mobile phone is not working, are you happy? Eh? Are you happy? You bought the mobile phone to use it. And the price of the mobile phone puts a demand on how it should be used. If it's Android, it should produce Android for you. If it's a, a yam, it should produce yam. Do you understand? So in the same way, if you are worth buying with blood, you must give service worth being bought by blood. And let me finish. We live in days when it is not only the pastor and his pulpit that influences society. The average person on WhatsApp has about 200 friends and contacts on WhatsApp. This means that 
you can bring more people to church than the pastor. I thought you would smile. Yes. Why? Because the average pastor, please, averagely, how many people come to church on Sunday? Averagely about 68 here. Averagely about 68 adults. Is there any teacher here? Teacher, you teach. Hey, please, please, your school, how many students are there? She says on the average, she has a hundred students. So if you were God and you wanted more human beings to come to you, who will you pour your oil on, the pastor or the teacher? Clap for yourselves. Yeah. So, that's it. You work in a hospital. On the average, the staff, the patients, in one week, you meet more people than the pastor. So, that's the game. God is looking forward for individuals who will be points he can stand on and break into the rest of the world. There are many people your pastor may never meet until he dies. But you meet them every day. You buy bread from them every day. You buy tomatoes from them. You, you, they, they do your hair for you. If they go to hell, will their blood be demanded from your pastor? No, let's think. Do you think God will demand their blood from your pastor or from you, whose hair is beautified every week? I leave that with you. May I call upon you not to take the ordination today as only for the Amay house. Take it to mean that God is speaking to me. That the gifts he has given me are meant to be used to bring the world to him. My prayer is that we shall get pastors, pastors' wives, and parents donating their children you know, at the time you are bringing forth, lay hands on the child and say, Lord, I donate this child to you like Samuel. He is yours. Take him all the days of his life. That we shall have amongst us institutions that employ full-time disciple makers to, to pay them that in this bank, this is the disciple maker in the bank. And, and you pay him and his job is to disciple the people in the bank so that they won't steal money from the bank. Amen. Every village needs a pastor. Every district, every region needs men, women of God, oaks of righteousness, pill 
words of truth, who can stand? And may the tribe of pastors and ordained ministers increase. Shall we bow down our heads? If God is calling you to be a worker for him, please stand on your feet. I want to pray with you before I leave the mic. God is calling you to be a worker. Yes, don't dodge. Don't run. Don't, you, don't go anywhere. Just know that you know that God is speaking to your heart. Thank you. I'm praying with you. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for these who are standing up. When Jonah ran away, you caught up with him. They are giving themselves to you as living sacrifices. May the fire of heaven fall upon your life. May he take you up and show you the path to grow and give you the ministry that will fulfill his call on your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats.